Welcome to Emirates Podcast, episode number 94. This is your host, Suman Silwal. I really feel like the big thing is, is helping those other people uh, that are just getting started. Visit Emirates.com to listen to our previous podcast episodes, links to our social media channels, get race photos, and much more. I would like to welcome Dr. Adam Rogers from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Adam, how are you doing today? Doing great, Suman. Great to be with you today. Definitely. Welcome to Emron's Podcast. It's great to have you. We know each other for a while. I think I paced your first marathon up in Chicago not long ago. Uh, it was great to have you on that pace group. How's your running? Uh, how's the running in Bowling Green, Kentucky? I think it's a little colder than Alabama. So, so tell us about your running running community over there. Yes, sir. So you are right. It is a little colder than Alabama. I did uh, 13 miles Friday morning at 11 degrees. So it was a little chillier uh, than we like, but we do have a great, uh, a great running community uh, from great uh, middle school and high school runners to uh, people that really focus on the 5K or 10K. And then even those half marathon, we've got some Boston qualifiers. We even got an Ironman club uh, here in town as well. So we've got a really good running community. Definitely. Adam, it sounds like uh, you have a great running community. Uh, do you have like a marathon or anything at Bowling Green? I know that you, you're close to Louisville and Nashville, but t- is anything at Bowling Green like a longer distance race, ultra distance race? Yes, sir, we do. Uh, I think it's the sixth annual. We have a Bowling Green Marathon uh, here that runs uh, through the uh, campus, the Western Kentucky University, and then also runs through part of town. So that's something that uh, just within the last few years they've established. And I did the the half marathon part of that back in November. Definitely. I've I've been to the campus. I know where it is exactly. So it's a little hilly out there. Before we move forward, uh, let's talk about uh, your running. you are a chiropractor and a runner. Um, which came first, a r- running? I think you just recently did. A, I mean, marathon has not been too long ago. You're practicing longer than you're running, correct? Oh, yes, sir, definitely. I've been in practice for, for 13 years, and my philosophy uh, prior to just a few years ago was the only way I was running was uh, if there was somebody really big chasing me, <laughs> I was slower than the person I was with. And that was <laughs> that was legitimately my uh, that was my philosophy. But thankfully, that has uh, that has that has changed and I've I don't really know that I got into running more as uh, running kind of got into me tell us about on that point so tell us uh, why why running why why did you pick up running because uh, is that something you somebody put in your head or or something you wanted to do it how does that work so that's a great question we started uh, doing a little bit of workout and I showed up one day to run our very first day to run and the guy looked at me that was kind of coaching us and talking with us is, and he looked at my shoes, a very old pair of white New Balance 400s. And he said, are, are you really going to run in those? And I said, sure. Um, that didn't work out real well. But uh, I just started uh, running a few miles at a time and, and did a couple of 5Ks. And, and Suman, I'll tell you, I, I sat uh, in bed and I remember it well one New Year's Day. And they always say, you know, what you do on New Year's Day, you're going to do uh, the rest of the year. And, and I looked at, a, at science. Signing up for the Nashville Half Marathon, uh, signing up, booking a room, and I didn't do it. Uh, I just didn't think I could do it. And fast forward two years later, and that was 2016, and and started training for what was soon to be my first uh, half marathon. That was the Derby City in Louisville uh, in April of that year. So it uh, was that forward progression that, that took uh, took a little while to go from absolutely zero miles to uh, a couple marathons and, and eight half marathons so far. So my question is, uh, what changed in, in that two years? I think perspective. I think uh, just hoping to uh, to do things different. You know, I think we get a little. Sometimes we get a little lazy and don't and don't be active. And I made up my mind to have a goal, and that was to complete a half marathon. And I feel like for many of us, once we have that goal, we have that thing that we can reach for. All I needed then was a training plan, and I was able to get a really good training plan that helped me uh, help me reach that goal. Uh, so I think that's that that's the two or three big things was just having the goal in mind you know, setting it and setting up the training to get there. Definitely. Uh, talk about that uh, be- before you start running. Were you any sort of athlete? I mean, leading to from your young age, uh, college in America, I mean, most of the kids go through this high school, college, they have they, they do some sort of sports. Uh, did you do any of those or? 
Oh, so definitely. You know, I've played uh, baseball, basketball, uh, football, golf. So even up to uh, at the end of high school, uh, very active. But, you know, with those, it was only the you know 72 feet up and down the basketball court and, you know, in between the bases in baseball. And, and that was about it. So it wasn't any of that longer distance that uh, that I'm doing now. It was that shorter distance. And like some of us, you know, you get into college and you get past college and you don't take the time to uh, be active and stay active. And, you know, as we know, that body and motion stays in motion and, and it keeps in motion and, and mine didn't have a lot of motion so it's uh it took it took some time off and mm. i really uh, uh found that uh that joy and, and love of running that that i just didn't think was there definitely uh talking about uh to the like a case to point today where i was running a trail uh with a buddy of mine and i was talking to him how it is so difficult to you know, even for us, uh, I've been running almost 10 years now. If Even if I take slightly time off or slow it down, it's hard to come back. But if runners like us who run so many years and stop running, it's hard to come back. It is. It definitely is. You are uh, you're definitely right. It's, it's almost like, you know, if uh, there's some research that shows if you spend more than three months without doing that activity, you almost become completely deconditioned. So uh, it's definitely almost like a start over if you take a longer period of time off. Yeah, that's one of my scare right now. That's that's I'm right now. I'm pushing a little bit more miles last several months. I mean, I'm not able to train as much as I used to. So we'll we'll see how that'll go. But uh, talking about uh, the the reason I was asking about if you have done any sports before in your practice uh, and before you run and did you used to treat runners? We did, we did. We treated uh, we treated quite a few runners, and and they would mention that they would run, and I would just laugh and say, I mean, is your car broken? You know, is nobody <laughs> can nobody take you to and from uh, where you need to go? And and that really was my uh, that really was my my philosophy. But but for them treating their uh, treating their condition. We have quite a few runners in the practice, and, and we're tickled to treat them for uh, several different things. But uh, yes, sir, we do. We've treated uh, runners for quite some time. So, so along that same line, uh, so when did you actually start taking on running? I'm just trying to f- figure out a timeline. There's a question behind this. So. <laughs> oh, definitely. So Probably 2014, uh, 2013, 2014, I did a few 5Ks. You know, some people make that 5K, 10K half progression, and, and I've actually never done the 10K. I did uh, the 5K a couple of years in a row. Uh, in uh, 2014 and 2015. And then in 2016 is when I decided that uh, we're going to try to take it up a notch and we're going to try to uh, get those goals. And and interestingly enough, uh, that was about uh, 65 or 70 pounds ago. So that was kind of a nice uh, <laughs> byproduct of that as well. And that's uh, that's nice to lose those pounds. Uh, I hope you can keep it off. So Yes, sir. Me too. Uh, talk about the reason I'm asking all this question is as a runner and as you practice, has your perspective changed um, on running, running related injuries and things that you see now versus uh, you, when you start running, even 20, before 2014, um, you've been practicing for a while. So has it changed? or uh, Because you as a runner yourself, now you can say, okay, this is what it is versus you just like what you said to your client saying, hey, no, how, <laughs> why are you running? So... <laughs> So you are uh, you're, you're right. My perspective has changed in that and not only uh, helping them with some of those conditions, but for some of our patients that are newer runners or just getting started or maybe making that 5K, 10K half. Uh, it's giving them some advice as well, some things that I've learned, some things that, that people have taught me, uh, not only uh, for running, but also to keep rid of some of those injuries or at least keep some of those injuries at bay. Uh, we do see that now in the practice so I can become uh, kind of their own cheerleader and uh, help support them through, uh, you know, through that. Definitely. Uh, just on that note, uh, do you have to treat yourself uh, from the running related injuries? There are certain things that I will do f- to treat myself, whether it be, and I've, I've battled a couple of nagging injuries uh, over the last uh, year and a half, two years, just periodically. And, and some of the things that I'll do would be some pulsed ultrasound uh, or therapeutic ultrasound, some uh, a kinesiology tape, the TheraBand kinesiology tape, and, and using some of the, whether it be foam rollers or uh, the, the uh, TheraBand massager or the stick, doing those things to help some lingering conditions. Uh, fortunately, I grew up in a chiropractic family. So my dad's been a chiropractor for 43 years. So I get the opportunity when he visits. It's, uh, you know, hey, Pop, glad to see you. But uh, I need an adjustment and need to be worked on as well. So it kind of it kind of no. works out, uh, works out pretty good for uh, for my benefit. Also, you definitely uh, 
uh, practice what you preach, do you sounds like? Yes, sir. Definitely. Yes, sir. So so let's talk about uh, talking about, let's move a little further on this. Uh, let's talk about uh, running running injuries. That's uh, that's a main topic for us uh, today to discuss. Uh, I get a lot of questions asked. Uh, I myself runner or uh, not only running in you know, ultra distance running and all these things. Uh, when I first started running, uh, one of the coaches, uh, I was hanging out and he used to tell me, uh, most of the runners, 80% of the runners, they run with the injuries. I was like, I looked at him funny. It's like, why would people ever run with the injuries? But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you think you just should just rest and lie down and do nothing. But um, but that's a true fact. Um, uh, in, the, in the past, when I started running 10 years ago, I used to think uh, every pain was injury. So I didn't know what it was and it was to hurt. And then and even though I didn't know about the IT band issues and all these things over the years have learned practiced and you know, I treat a lot of a lot of those things and take care of it you know I continuously go through that um, tell us about some what, what are the, some of the common first timer uh, early runner like beginner runner running injuries that you see so we see a, a wide range of things and some of the most common ones and, and the more uh, I guess would simple to uh, complex you know some of the simple ones are just some of those IT bands that you mentioned uh, we see some plantar fascia issues a lot of times because of poor footwear and, and poor gait and, and not really knowing how to run correctly um, you know to the more significant things and something that I suffered myself is in a stress reaction or stress fracture of the foot and those things uh, from just overuse just from not having correct form not having correct footwear uh, just not really knowing what you need to be doing uh, can lead to some uh, some injuries that can as you mentioned slow you down or feel like oh I'm never going to run again you know here's this in, <laughs> here's this injury creeping up uh, not knowing that uh, you know we all have uh, some of those uh, dings and nicks and bangs that we just put up with when we were running on that note it's always difficult if you don't know. And as so nowadays, especially, you know, we have a lot, lot more information than we used to have. And with the Internet, we can find those information. But still, there's a lot, lot unknown. What are some of the uncommon injuries that you see uh, runners, they show up at your doorstep? So some of the things that we see that, that people might not know they have, we have a few runners that, that will notice it. But a lot of them don't know that they may have some pelvic shift or uh, hip misalignment. And the best thing that I can tell people to think about that is is that makes that one leg longer than the other so you picture a guy walking around the carnival on stilts you know that guy walks around and and say we were to cut about six inches or a foot off that right stilt was well, he's walking you start to see that, that that right leg start to drop every time he leans to that side and and you notice it that way well we're the same way with our body you know we see that we don't necessarily notice it we just notice some of the pains that go along with it that can manifest itself in, in the knee and the hip and the ankle and it's because we have some uh, some shifting of that hip or those pelvis uh, areas. You know, we can see some knee injuries that may be more common in in trauma or in falls or in contact sports, whether it be the ACL or, or the MCL or some of those other injuries. But uh, uh, some of those things that you almost have to trace it back to where it came from. You know, there's a great book called Start With Why by a guy named Simon Sinek. And, and we like to start with why. You know, I'm not just treat just, hey, here's the symptom, but we like to trace it back to what's the biomechanical issue? What's the uh, what's the dysfunction that we're looking at for that runner and, and why are they having that problem? And then once we trace it back to the reason, then we can, can work on a solution to try to fix that reason. Definitely. So on the fixing uh, some of the reasons and fixing some of our common injuries, uh, a lot of time once we once I get injured, and at least if I know I'm injured or something pain start creeping in and doesn't go away, I back out a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm running slow. And uh, being a trail runner, I run a lot of slow trail runs and uh, do a lot of massages and, you know, the areas that I, that's, I'm, I'm having a problem. So what are the treatments uh, you recommend uh, runners on those kind of things? I mean, I know we cannot do everything that you may do at your practice, but it's some of us listening uh, wanted to try some of those. What what are the, some of the recommendations? So some of the, I guess, things that you would do for your question, you know, self-healing type things, you know, heat, ice, depending on the condition, uh, you know, that you have a, that foam roller or uh, using those uh, sticks or, uh, you know, the, the TheraBand massage rollers, using those to work that area out is the first thing. But the big thing is if that thing lingers more than a week or two, if that condition continues to persist, is, is just getting it checked out. You know, there's some great things to help with that, you know, whether it be, you know, some of the kinesiology tape. While, you know, there's 
plenty of YouTube videos that shows you how to do those things. There are also some ways that uh, it needs to be applied and, and stretch and pull that your doctor or your therapist can show you uh, to make it perform correctly uh, that you won't know how to do unless you get evaluated. But, you know, there are a few things that you can do at home with stretching uh, and, and then with, with heat, ice, with, with rest. And, and you mentioned that you'll back down on that uh, on that pace or that distance that you're doing to try to let that injury heal, which is great. And that may give that time to heal. But, you know, there are a few of those things that you can do it. Uh, you can do at home. And then once if those don't seem to be getting better or helping, uh, then getting evaluated by uh, by professional. Now, if we're talking about things that we can do professionally, there, there are quite a few things that we can look at uh, that we can look at to do to treat those things as well. And, and we can talk about that if you'd like to also. Definitely. Let's talk about that a little bit, a little bit more in detail, because uh, a lot of us, um, we are stubborn people and uh, we're not patient. <laughs> yes, sir. That, that is correct. <laughs> you may tell your patient that, hey, you know, you need to rest for a couple of weeks and probably within two days we're out there doing doing things that we're not supposed to. That's correct. And and I kind of fall into both categories as a runner and the doctor. You know, I can conflict myself sometimes. One of the big things is with stretching. You know, I had a patient ask me the other day, you know, how often do you stretch? He was a runner that had just completed the uh, the Dopey Challenge down at Disney. And he said, you know, how often do you stretch? And I said, man, honestly, not as often as I need to. And, and you don't stretch as often as you need to, because we all need to uh, to start there, to do some of that more active and, and passive stretching on a regular basis before and after our runs. But, you know, in our office, there's several things that we do. Uh, there's some mild fascia release that we can do to to help relax that muscle, to uh, increase some blood flow and lymph to that area to promote healing. There's the uh, there's the therapeutic laser and the therapeutic ultrasound uh, that we can do that that heats down deep in those tissues. One of the things that uh, within our profession we can use and, and physical therapists use it as well. It's called dry needling, uh, getting in there and relaxing those tender and trigger points uh, in, in that muscle. And then for us, a lot of times is the mobilization of that spine. Just ensuring that we have those proper biomechanics uh, in the knee and in, in, the, in the lower back and the pelvis, uh, in the hips and the ankles, and even tracing on up to the uh, to the upper back and the neck, because you know running is not just that lower body uh, lower body exercise. You know we run uh, we run with our arms as well. Some of us uh, more violently with our arms than others, <laughs> as we see at those uh, in in those races. Not that they're shadow boxing while they run, but they sure do seem to get close. So that's one of the things that we also look at is just is just ensuring for in our office is just ensuring that those patients are, are functioning, their bodies are functioning at the highest possible availability. Definitely. Uh, some of the new technology I've seen, I, we can talk about that as well. Uh, things has changed in, in your field, and we see that. Let's talk about the, some of the newer technology that, that you use uh, in your business since you started uh, practicing on this, uh, especially runners or, or any other athlete. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, we mentioned the, uh, the therapeutic ultrasound and the therapeutic laser. That is uh, something that's, that's uh, you know, quite beneficial. You know, the kinesiology tape is something that I feel has been, uh, you know, since it's fairly new. It had been around for, for quite a few years, uh, developed by a Japanese chiropractor, Dr. Kenzo Case. But the interesting thing is not many people knew about it uh, until, gosh, probably 10 or 12 years ago, the Olympians, uh, Carrie Walsh and Misty May, the volleyball girls, you know, they had this crazy pink and blue tape on them and people were like, what is that? So, you know, it became very, uh, it became very popular then. And, and it's something that, that really has helped me through a couple of races is using that for some posterior table issues and uh, some injuries that, that I had and, and something that we've been able to use on our patients, whether it be a calf injury or, or hamstring or uh, several different things. So I think that's one of the things that has helped, you know, help for that within our practice. And then the use of some of the foam rollers and, and things like that, that people can do, uh, can do at home. Um, you mentioned massage, and that's something that uh, massage and some of the massage therapists are using some of the cupping that you've seen at the Olympics this past uh, this past time a couple of years ago with Michael Phelps. So that massage is really good, uh, especially that sports massage, getting in there and working those uh, those legs and that upper body. Uh, that's really beneficial as well. That uh, you know that we like to use, and, and I find relief in uh, even in myself as well. 
Definitely. Uh, talk about uh, foam roller. Uh, what kind of foam roller do you usually recommend? Uh, I get, I do get asked that questions. I have a mine a foam roller. I use so much that uh, start falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> you run a lot of miles, on, so those things can only handle so much. So that's yeah. uh, it put it to the test. It has given out on me. I think I gotta. I need to buy a new one. So I, I've seen a friend of mine has a hard one. Mine is a little soft, but you know, like I said, it's falling apart. So so what kind of, what type do you usually recommend uh, for runs like us? So I do more of using those, uh, and it's not the foam roller. TheraBand has a great foam roller. They also have what I use a lot is, is it's a green uh, massager roller. And then there's a uh, product called the stick uh, that I use. And I like those because I feel I have better control using those. Uh, some of the foam rollers, your whole body's going over. But uh, there are a couple different, those two products that I mentioned that, that you can use them and position your bodies and using them against the wall. Or, or sitting down or lying down and, and really getting in there and, and working those muscles and, and stripping and stretching those uh, those muscles fi- muscle fibers out. So I do uh, I find those two to be uh, really beneficial for uh, for me and then uh, for my patients as well. We've got several uh, really good I mean, high school athletes that we treat that are going to college and and they find those products to be uh, to be really helpful also. Definitely, I do have a stick. Uh, I've been I had that since the like a very beginning uh, last last five or ten years, almost ten years. Oh wow! Now. And so wow. I've been I've been using the stick for a long time, not as as regularly as as I like. So, so sounds yeah. like me. You know, you you you've got it, and you really want to uh, use it, but you just you just forget about it. You know, you just. <laughs> I've got one in my car as I head to run uh, each morning, and then I, I get out and, and take off running. And about a mile in, I'm like, no, I should have used that thing. It was right there in the car. But uh, that's, we just forget until we need it. Definitely. Uh, so talking about this, uh, the finding a doctor, uh, let's kind of, I wanted to kind of talk about that uh, a lot of time. We are not sure where should we go, uh, what injuries, because there are different doctors for different sports doctors for different things. Can you tell us uh, about what are the different different things we should be looking at, uh, not in sense what they do versus more more like a, a chiropractic versus uh, orthopedics and, and all these things kind of, uh, you know, sports medicine doctor. I, we get confused because I do get asked those questions. Where, who should we talk? I know that I have a lot of local friends. I usually recommend them. But I'm, I'm sometimes I feel like, are they like the right people I supposed to recommend? You know, there's more related to running injuries. You know, if, if they have a certain sort of injuries, which direction should we point? So that that's a really uh, a really uh, difficult thing for some people because they don't know where to turn. You know, they have an issue, they have an injury, but they just don't know where to go. Uh, and, and you mentioned having the internet. You know, I, I call it Doctor Google, and sometimes it is really helpful for uh, any of those conditions. And then sometimes uh, it will scare you. Uh, it will scare you to death when you Google some of those things. So the first thing I would do, you know, as a chiropractor, we have uh, direct access, so you can call our offices and and you can get directly in and and you're able to get those things evaluated. And and one of the things you want to look at, if it is a chiropractor that you're looking at uh, and you have sports issues or sports injuries, there are a lot of uh, chiropractors that that, that treat sports. There are uh, specialties within that uh, called CCSP and there's uh, diplomates in uh, in that sports uh, program. So, you know, if you look that up online, you know, chiropractor in sports or or even look at their website uh, or look at their Facebook and and, or even call their office and see if they're, uh, you know, they're involved in that. And that's also a great way to start. You know, I, I regularly refer folks if there's a condition that, uh, you know, I don't feel like uh, we're best suited to take care of, then then I'll refer those to those sports medicine doctors or those orthopedic surgeons. You know, there there's, uh, we look at ourselves as a piece of the puzzle. You know, we're here to help. And, and if we can, you know, treat that condition, great. If we feel like that condition is treated by, uh, treated better by somebody else, then, then great. We'll send, uh, we'll send them, uh, you know, kind of on to somebody else and, and vice versa. You know, we have several physical therapist or, or sports medicine doctors that say, hey, you know, I think this patient would benefit from from your care. You know, we used to, you'd be glad to see him. Sure. Uh, we're glad to we're glad to do that. But the first thing for uh, just uh, somebody off the street that has that condition is uh, 
is just call. You can call the chiropractor's office. You can get an appointment, uh, evaluate, and see if they have uh, any issues. If they're more comfortable with the sports medicine uh, or an orthopedic surgeon, you can you can start there. But uh, you know, as far as chiropractors, we can we can take care of care of those conditions. Uh, many of those right there in uh, in our office. You know, that aren't surgical in nature. Definitely. Uh, so when you, when we say sports medicine, the more surgical in nature is is that how it goes? So the first line, where's the first line if we wanted to go a chiropractor and then go sports medicine? Is that how it works? So that's a good question. So what we look at uh, for us, uh, you know, a lot of people will come to us first or they'll go to their family doctor and just say, hey, doc, you know, I've had, uh, you know, this nagging knee issue. And, and a lot of times that family doctor will send them to a sports medicine uh, doctor. Uh, some of those are, are maybe orthopedics that don't perform surgery uh, or orthopedists. And, and then depending on that condition, they might send them on to a surgeon, depending on how significant it is. Or if it's, uh, you know, something that can be treated with conservative care, that's you know, where the chiropractor comes into play. So a great thing to do is you can start with your uh, chiropractor. You can start with your family doctor, but kind of taking that initial uh, initial assessment, uh, you know, for that conservative care. And then if it needs to go further outside of that conservative realm, whether it's surgery is needed, then, then that's where you come into that, uh, into that orthopedic surgeon's office. Definitely. One of the things you, you mentioned uh, earlier about uh, not, not able to treat uh, personally and then you had to go see a doctor. Doctor, how long should we be waiting? Or I know when my wife had one of the problems, and I tried to treat her for a couple of days, and it's got worse and worse. And it's like uh, <laughs> I think uh, we just need to go to a doctor. See, if eventually we see end up going to the, to the doctor. I mean, it was not too late. Uh, but uh, but in that situation, you know. Uh, I mean, as a runner, you know, we wanted to see how far in you know, rolling ankles. I mean, that's a common for a trail runner like me. Yes, sir. Uh, we roll ankles a lot. I mean, I roll ankle in August. Uh, but it, I waited for for a while, and I, I think eventually it went away. So how long should we be waiting or at least trying to treat personally? Or sometimes uh, some people like to go just the next day or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we all live in busy life, you know, so, you know, we have to take care of our daily daily work, life balance, you know. So it's just, tell us about uh, what is what is the, you know, if you have to recommend somebody, what is the time should, should we be going to see a doctor? So we all really know our bodies best. You know, you know your own body best, but but you are right. Many times we are busy and then we're too busy until it until it stops us all together. You know, you put up with that nagging injury that uh, may reduce you by 40 percent or 50 percent. But when it reduces your activity by 75 percent, you're like, oh, no, I've got to get this taken care of right now. Uh, I kind of go back to the adage, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So getting in there, if, you know, if that thing lingers, if that condition lingers more than a few weeks. Now, any any uh, really strong acute pain is definitely worth checking out uh, immediately, especially if uh, you've not had that injury before. You know, you mentioned the ankle. You know, trail running, that's something you do. You know, if you can still put weight on it, you can still be active, um, you know, you can still walk, you can still do some of those things. But if that persists to where you don't have those functions, then that's something you want to get, uh, you want to get evaluated and start to do some, some work for that, uh, for that ankle to make that ankle stronger and the areas around that stronger. But for the most part, if, if it lingers over, you know, uh, three or four days to a week or, or greater than a week and it's something that's just lingering and just doesn't seem like it's uh, getting better uh, you want to get it checked out because many times when you do that and it starts to persist you just back off or you quit doing you know it, we all get a little frustrated and dejected because we have that injury uh, and we want to make sure that, that we can continue to do what we want to do and, and many times with some of these conditions that we talked about you can continue to run you just need to adjust what you're doing so it's not Hey, let's just shut this thing down for two or three weeks and, and not have any improvement um, in your conditioning. And that really gets frustrated for you. So I would say over uh, you know, a week to 10 days, if that problem persists, then uh, it's time to get that checked out. Definitely. Yeah, it sounds like a great advice there uh, to the point. Thank you. you. Know? So th- because a lot of time we wait too long and um, sometimes it's not a good idea. That's even tell myself. So <laughs> not only. <laughs> yeah, that's a good advice. I need to be more proactive on, on this because I would like to run forever. So, so yes, but, sir. It's uh, better to be proactive uh, than reactive. You know that re being reactive uh, takes quite a while longer than than getting ahead of it before it gets too bad. Definitely, I think uh, the, the, some of the things that I have noticed uh, for me last several years, my running has been. I know that I race race a lot. 
Yes, sir, you do. <laughs> I have not run. I do not run that as, as much as I race. Uh, uh, my training has been declined, and uh, and there's something going on that I need to really need to check out. I think that's that's that comes the lower part of my body. Next few months, I'll have to see how that everything will go. But definitely, I need to check check it out because things are. Not, I'm I'm not. I guess with the comments of the A's as well, I'm not as fast and <laughs> like I used to be. But but still, there's beyond A's. There's something going on. So I need to definitely keep watch for that. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's move forward on our uh, talking about running and running injuries. Uh, uh, we talked about IT IT band, some of the common injuries. So so for especially for the beginner runners, because you know it's so hard for the beginner runners to understand. I mean, for personally, uh, some IT band and plantar I had, so I, it just took time to heal. Mm-hmm. So tell us about what is the best practice. So for common injuries, I think we talked about stretching. Uh, so some of the other things. Let's talk about some of those. Let's focus on that. Uh, what are the what are the best best practice to to have a less injuries, I guess, or, or no injuries, and in, in really that's what we like to have. So that's definitely what we like to have. We like to have no injuries and stress free on that running. And you mentioned new runners, and a lot of times that's what happens when you are a new runner. You don't know what footwear to buy or you're just wearing what you wear around the house and that can lead to some issues. So I think definitely starting with that uh, is quite important. Uh, you're, you're actually podcast with the uh, the ultra folks was uh, really enlightening uh, for me. And, and I think finding that proper footwear will help you initially with uh, with some of those injuries. And then if those injuries do come, uh, if those injuries do come about, uh, you know, as a new runner, you've bought these shoes. You don't know if they if they do what they're supposed to or if they feel like they're supposed to but you know you start having that plantar fasciitis or you start having those uh, IT band issues and and a couple of things that you look at and you mentioned self-treatment you know when we look at those plantar fascia issues a couple of things that we can do is is really getting in there and working that foot you know a lot of times that plantar fascia will be will be worse first thing in the morning so you know starting out with whether it be a, a you know they, they make things that, that go in the freezer but you know a lot of people just throw a frozen throw a water bottle in the freezer and take it out and, and roll their foot on it first thing in the morning. If, if that doesn't work, they can take the next step. And, and there's a brace uh, that, that I, that's really cumbersome and, and it's too much. So you kind of take a step back. Uh, there's a sock. It's called a Strasburg sock. And it, it does a nice job lifting that foot up and lifting those toes up to stretch that plantar fascia while you're sleeping so that when your feet hit the floor, you don't have that type of pain. Uh, when we transition over to the uh, iliotibial band, that's another one that we see. And, and not only do we see that in runners, I, I saw a couple of cases of it this week uh, in my office and just people that sit all day. You know, they sit with uh, sit with their knees bent and uh, they really tighten up that IT band. So that's something that, that takes some time to get there when you start to feel the pain. And it's also something that takes some time to go away. And that's where those foam rollers or, uh, you know, the TheraBand massager rollers or the stick really does a nice job because you have to do that to yourself. You know, we can do that at our office and we do do that. Um, but you also have to do that at home and you have to do that before you run and after you run to, to help with those conditions uh, as well to kind of uh, help release those uh, those tightness and tensions and also help to prevent that. Um, the big thing that we see, Suman, and you mentioned that with new runners, is just we get so excited that we're finally running. If it's a mile, if it's two miles, if it's three miles, we get so excited that we go too fast and too far, you know, and when we do that over several days in a row and we, we increase that 10% rule. And once we do, the, the body's not made to handle uh, to handle that in those positions. So it just it just starts to break down. Definitely. Uh, talk about a couple of points here, uh, talking about the plantar. Uh, when I had a plantar, I think that's when I started to be, take more time to do it, be a trail runner. That's one thing because it's slow pace. Uh, I was using uh, Hoka Sues. That really mm-hmm. helped me. Um, mm-hmm. the one one thing about plantar, I for me personally, I, I remember when when I had it, but I don't remember when it went away. So <laughs> it's just like <laughs> one of those things. Like, when did it go away? So it's like I always still wonder when it went away because I don't. But you don't want it back. No, nope. you, you're, you're gone. <laughs> you don't want it back. Yeah, I know exactly how it feels, and so hard and so difficult. It was really painful experience for almost a, almost a year. But that was the time when I became a trail runner. So the point here is just uh, you just have to switch around and change a little bit. And willing to switch around may may help also. 
to um, different services makes yeah. a big difference. You're yeah. exactly right, Suman. Those different services running over those, uh, you know, running over those tree stops and running over those things that you're running actually helps that because you know when we run on the on the road, you know, we're in that same position. You know, we're running over that pavement, just pounding the pavement as we go, and and we don't change those positions. And where you run those trails, you do use different muscles, and that that does help that plantar fascia area. Yes, sir. So it really helps. I don't recommend everybody to be a trail runner because that you have a plantar problem. You, some of you can't be, but that, that's that's what it helped me. So just kind of point on that one. But um, but overall, uh, you know, the common early running injuries for me is like I said, the overdoing, being greedy. I think plantar came. I was a greedy because I wanted to run faster and qualify yes, for sir. Boston and all yes, these sir. things because because I was just pushing too hard. I think that's that was my one when it happened to me. So that's what happened. That overexertion and we we go past that uh, that point of fail and and it can't handle it. Definitely, Adam. We talked a lot about uh, beginner runner uh, and um, but as we get older, our body changes a lot. Um, I'm. I'm uh, more than I'm almost hitting 50 now. I don't want to disclose my age. You can go look ultra sign up and <laughs> any races, but uh, I don't feel that old. But still, uh, our bodies are changing. Let's talk about some of the some of the experience with the uh, more older, um, I mean above 40, 40 or above uh, runners. So we don't feel that old, by the way. It's just so my my kids are listening. So. <laughs> <laughs> But well, uh, you know, we have an older patient that tells us, and she's uh, she's in her early nineties, and she just lets us know that you know age is just a number. It's just a state. You know, it's 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 just it's not a state of mind. You just uh, you know, you're however old you feel you are. So that's uh, you can still feel young at heart, and with as many miles and marathons if, uh, as you've run, yeah, I think you're still pretty young, Suman. <laughs> yeah, I may have gained some age over there if I compare it to some friends uh, that they don't do anything. But but let's talk about uh, some of those things. Uh, tell us a story. Or, or the case where, where you had to treat some of the older or, or little more mature runner, I guess, let's put it that way. So we've got a couple stories about that. Uh, you know, one in particular is a fellow that uh, he was nearing that 40 age. Uh, he was in his, uh, you know, uh, late 30s, early 40s, and uh, which was just where I am uh, I am now. And, and he was talking to his medical doctor and his medical doctor said, you know, you're you're too old to run. You know, I don't know why you're running. Your your knees are going to wear out. Your hips are going to wear out. You're not going to be able to do the things you want to do. And, and he came in ask me you know he's a patient of mine he said what do you think and i said i you know i look around and there are guys your age that they get winded walking from the recliner to the uh, refrigerator to get a <laughs> refill so you know the way i look at it i think uh, let's just keep running and if we have any issues if we have any problems uh, that that evolve you know let's let's take a look at those let's keep you moving and, and if we have any of those issues and then we'll address them so that was uh, about 2 years suman before he uh, qualified for boston so uh, he ran Boston, qualified for Boston, and, and ran Boston in his uh, uh, probably in his mid, uh, I think mid 40s. Uh, so he took uh, he kind of took my advice and thankfully was able to uh, to reach that goal and uh, and be able to complete that. So he wasn't he wasn't too old to make uh, he wasn't too old to make that big uh, that big leap on running. You know, we have a lot of patients that uh, you know as they age they want to keep doing it. You know, they want to uh, uh, they want to keep running. Uh, I had a fellow in the uh, well, the uh, Chattanooga Marathon Seven Bridges this year. Uh, he was running uh, near me, and he was probably in his late seventies, early eighties. He'd run Boston several times, and he was still he was still going. And I see a lot of those guys uh, still running. I see several of them, and, and and a fellow that I know in particular that uses that run walk method. You know, uses that Galloway method to be able to to still be able to be active, to run with his sons, uh, to run with his family and, and to be able to be part of that racing scene, uh, but to be able to do it in a way that, that he can con- compete and can finish healthy. So that's the uh, obviously always the most important key to be able to finish strong and finish healthy. Uh, but in the, in that case uh, or in that sense, uh, what kind of things we should be looking at as, as we get older, as we become as we become an older runner, you know, versus younger runners? Um. I think is the realization that, uh, and you've mentioned it, you know, is the realization that, you know, you you might not be as fast. You know, you might, some of those things might, you know, might slow down. Some of your speed might slow down. Doesn't mean it has to, but is realizing where you are and making those correct adjustments. Uh, I think where we get into injury issues or where we get into problems is, is when we try to push our body further than it can go. You know, I think that's what we uh, that's what we run into is just pushing that too far. Uh, even as we get older, 
So it's accommodating those things and making sure that uh, you can continue to reach that goal, which is which is leading an active, healthy lifestyle and, and staying in motion. Definitely. Uh, you, you bring a good point here. Pushing to your limit or pushing as far, whatever, however we look at our limit. Uh, so what's the limit here? I mean, I, I was a 5K and then half a marathon. I thought that's it. I mean, half marathon is the only thing I was doing. Then I went to marathon and ultra marathon, 100 mile. What is the limit for as, as a as a, in a general topic itself uh, uh, for a human body? Have you ever uh, have you ever come across and on those kind of things where where we are setting limit how far the limit is or everybody I, I know that everybody's different but still with the training and mindset can we keep on going you know we can I think you said it best the training and mindset because there's a difference in our physical and our mental limit because we both know that that our, our physical limit can take us a whole lot further if our mental limit will get out of the way you know one of the most uh, for me uh, especially as a newer runner one of the the toughest limits I have is the thing that sits between my ears uh, is your you know is your is your brain telling you are ah, you sure you want to keep going and, and there's a whole lot more that you have uh, that you have in you uh, to be able to continue to uh, persist so as long as you're able to do that and stay within health you know stay without uh, you know any major issues or injuries or you know any any other uh, you know internal issues whether it's uh, you know your heart rate getting up too elevated or you know not having the wind that, that maybe you once had and, and going too uh, too fast for that you know after that I, I say continue uh, you know I you did pace me in Chicago for my first marathon and one of the things I learned is is this thing called body check you know and I love it and I use it regularly and that's something you did every so many miles is just ask us to check our body you just kind of take your time as you're running and and look at each uh, each area you know your ankles your knees your hips uh your shoulders your head just just see where uh see where your body is and and I think that's a great thing to do not only on those races but uh you know on your practice runs as well just just see where you are just uh, as you're out there training just kind of get an inventory of uh, of how you feel and and do that body check so that's uh that's definitely something I would uh, I would advise but you know uh, the way you have continued to run you know I, I laughed we did that race and you were the pacer and then the next week uh, you know seven days later you're going to, to try and qualify for Boston so you know that uh, <laughs> that uh, Chicago Marathon was uh, was a war- little uh, little afternoon stroll for uh, for Sumon but for some of us it was a uh, it was a long uh, it was a long first run but uh, mm-hmm. you know as long as you can continue to uh, to be involved in that and that's something that helps you help wise and and you continue to feel good and as long as there's no uh, no major injuries or any other health issues you can keep going uh, you can keep going as long as uh, as long as those uh, those feet will take you definitely so talking about um, uh, talking about this um, I, one other thing for me it's unknown um, being a doctor in, in this field helped me to enlighten me in this one because I just like your patient I do hear from my friends and families um, runner non-runner uh, they talk about my ankle and hips and you know my ankle's gonna wear out and all this issue we may have so I mean you know as a runner I mean I don't think about it like that you know I do have some so once in a while I have ankle pain but but it's not stopping me but in, in, in that sense, uh, is it going to wear out or do we need to be careful going that far distance? So you do run some pretty good distance. You know, those 100 milers, uh, you know, I, I, like you, went from a 5K to half marathon and thought, well, I'm never going to run farther than a half marathon. And then I finished the first or second half and thought, well, I mean, if I'm going to do it, now's the time. So I don't, I can't say I'm going to ever run the 100 miler, but I don't, I don't want to guarantee that I won't. But, uh, you know, with those distances that you do, uh, it's just, it's just assessment. You know, the important thing is just like you talk about body check uh, when you run is get that periodic check, you know, whether it be a chiropractor or whether it be a sports medicine doctor, just get those periodic evaluations. You know, you mentioned you have a sore ankle. Well, guess what? There are other people that may be in their early to mid fifties that uh, have sore ankles too, but they don't run a hundred miles uh, a few weeks ago or, or pace a marathon in Miami or, or, or Chicago or somewhere else. So, so, you know, there are things that, that we have that are, that are a little bit of, you know, pains or, periodic pains. Now, if those become constant, if those become consistent, then definitely get those evaluated further. But, you know, as you're able to continue and you don't have any of those things that seem to linger too long, I say continue running, you know, continue doing that because uh, it does keep you healthy. It keeps your mind clear. Uh, it's just, as many of us, it's a great stress reducer and reliever. So, you know, I think keep running, you know, your longer distance things uh, that you do, you know, your, your hundred milers, your ultra marathons, those things, you know, well, and 
and, and those that run, uh, uh, hopefully no wells, just the hydration and nutrition, because those are the things that at that high rate of mileage can tend to get you in trouble. You know, those are the things that can uh, can lead to some issues and some problems if you don't do that, not only day of race, but, but leading up to it as well. Definitely. I mean, that's a totally new uh, topic and area that we can discuss, but, but definitely uh, running 100 mile, it's, uh, it's a lot different uh, than just running any 5K. Sometimes 5K becomes difficult than running 100 mile because 5K so we were going full out speed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the good thing is, <laughs> good thing is a 5K after um, 20, 30 minutes, I'm ready to go to beer line versus 25 to 30 <laughs> hours. <laughs> well, a lot of years ago on that uh, Halloween night, uh, uh, a third of a 5K seemed like a long way for you, didn't it? So you've come, you know, you've come a long way uh, from that and you can continue to come a long way running. Definitely, definitely. That's uh, that's the whole idea. I want to continue running and see how far. Uh, what is my limit is always my question that I ask uh, to myself and say, well, how far is the limit? 100 uh, is the farthest limit my family will allow me to go. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you took a vote and you lost one to one. It's what, uh, it's what, yeah. uh, it's what, it's what happens or, or uh, probably three to one or four yeah, to one. Yeah, it's, uh, three to one. Uh, it's, um, I'm voted down. So yes, they sir. have let me allow, the family has allowed me to run only a few hundred miles here and there. So. So anyway, well, and you you have those goals, and one of the things that you know the advice I try to give to 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 our patients and to our friends is just really embrace where you are. You know, just kind of embrace where you are in your training and kind of focus on where you're going. You know, if it's a if it's a 5K and you want to do that well, or if it's a marathon, know that you're not going to get there without a plan. Uh, you got to take that plan. You got to follow it. You've got that goal. Uh, I love the quote that you know there's only one way to eat an elephant, and that's one bite at a time. So that's the only only way you're going to get to that goal. So for you continuing to do those hundred milers or continue to run those marathons that, uh, you know, that you want to run, uh, you can only take that one day and, and, and one week at a time to continue to be able to do that, to, uh, to have that goal. So that's, uh, that's, that's definitely, uh, very impressive and, uh, very inspiring that you do continue to do those. Definitely. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to continue to do that. I have a 100 mile coming up next month. So, but I'm well, trying, look. I'm, I'm in training, Training hard for it. This will be my. That will be my what sixth, seventh hundred mile and fifth in a row for that particular Lake Martin one hundred. So Lake Martin one hundred. Yeah. How I'm, many How many races are you in now, Sumon? I know you. Uh, <laughs> you're getting get the hundred. Where, yeah. where are we now? <laughs> we We are ninety five. Next week. Next week is ninety six. So. So we will. Uh, this spring looks like I will get to 99. I'm trying to pace it slowly, get there. The problem is when you run uh, three races in two weekends, that's not a. That's that's how you get your number high. So neither. Oh my goodness! What's the hundred? What's the hundred going to be? Have you decided? No, I'm still searching. So okay. We'll announce it. Uh, I, I would like to have my family around when I'm. Uh, when I when I do my hundredth, um, so at least they can see it. Uh, but um, I have not decided yet. So so I'll announce well, it. Keep checking in great. marathon runs or my Facebook page or or Instagram. One of those places will announce. But but I have not set my mind. Maybe this summer. So well, and you, you mentioned your family. You know, and I, we got to meet your daughter there in, in Birmingham when we were in uh, Mercedes last year. And, and I think that's one of the neatest things uh, about racing. You know, I'm blessed with uh, with my wife Lauren. You know, she's uh, she's the best uh, race captain and best. Uh, uh, cheer person and the best finish line holder and, and she just uh, makes uh, makes all those races so much easier for me and, and a great face and smile to see uh, to see at the end along with the other family that, uh, that that join along but you know for you your family has been there for uh, for a lot of those races and that's the uh, that's the exciting part that, that's yeah, the neat part yeah that, that's another topic that's <laughs> yes, sir, all, yeah. all running uh, journey started uh, because of the family I mean you know I want to live longer for them and uh, they have uh, they have followed me most of the time you know wherever they could go you know not every race but but they go wherever I can, they can go so it's 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 interesting because they get together do the mini vacation and travel around and see places do things uh, sometimes they get they're not happy because they're always going only for the races but they know that I'm not going to go anywhere if there's no race so <laughs> well that's uh, that's true I I laughed uh, I got a dear friend of mine uh, who actually just qualified for Boston we ran the, the Las Vegas uh, half marathon uh, year 
and a half ago and we get done and uh, his girlfriend and my wife, their, their family, and, and we see all these pictures. You know, they went to eat and they went and had uh, dessert and uh, and then they were there for us to finish. So it's kind of fun. You know, they still get to, they're there cheering us on, but they still get to do some fun stuff along the way as well. Definitely. That's that's the whole part of, uh, that's the whole, what do you call, full pack as I call. Yes, sir. When I yes, get sir. to run and they get to enjoy so. Adam, it has been so pleasure to talk to you. Uh, uh, we know each other for almost two years now, and we keep in touch now. Uh, for anybody who likes to follow you or, or get advice from you, or at least in your local area, if they want to come see you, how, how can they find you? We have our uh, Facebook. It's Rogers Cairo BG, uh, just a Rogers Cairo BG. And then we have our website, just rogerscairo.com. You can find all that information. You, we have a thing every Monday. It's called Mondays with Dr. Rogers. It comes with all kinds of different you know, motivational things, and, and some of it we'll talk about running and, and talk about things just to uh, kind of help you with life in general. So, so those two uh, things are a great way to, to, uh, to get with us. Definitely. Well, I will link it from show notes from emeralds.com. Oh, great. Thank you. So our listener can find you. Um, before we uh, close our interview, uh, just kind of give a word of advice or advice to, to runners, uh, beginner runners, experienced runners like me, kind of help us to understand to take care of ourselves. Uh, you've been in that field and seeing runners or, or even non-runners that you see. Give us a, give us a word of advice. That's a, that'll help us to think through and uh, help us in general to be a runner for runners like what I mentioned, want to run forever. So give, give us that word of advice. So I think the big thing is this, is as an established runner, sometimes we take for granted what we didn't know when we started. And I think one of the first things we can do as established runners is, is find somebody to pour out to. You know, find somebody to, to pour your knowledge and, and to help them along the way like like somebody else helped you. And, and you'll get filled back up with the growth of that person. So finding that new runner, uh, looking for that new runner and just sharing with them because as a new runner myself, you know, Suman, I didn't know. You know, I really didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know what shoes to wear or, or uh you know, what things to wear underneath my clothes or, or things to wear, um, uh, you know, on a top part of my body or things to present chafing or what to wear when it rained or what to wear when it was hot. And, and even taking that to the race and knowing the right way to do it. And I think for many new runners, that's that's where they end up getting hurt. That's where they're getting injured. And, and that's where they can get some pretty significant health issues if they just don't know. You know, if, uh, find somebody that you can share that with, you know, be your local um, kind of your local expert that can help you know for those people that are that have gotten into running but want to learn more reach out to that local running club you know find a local track coach at a college or, or university or even at a high school level you know there's some great resources there uh, that will help you to to increase that you know while you may be great at running um, you know there are always ways to improve so so look for somebody to help you uh, with that and then, uh, for you established runners just keep running just uh, try to minimize those injuries, and, and, and hopefully you can do like Suman, and you can you can be running as long as you want to without any uh, without any pain, without any injury. But I really feel like the big thing is is helping those other people uh, that are just getting started. Uh, as running's become more popular, uh, let's welcome many more people into the fold, and, and welcome many more people into this uh, into this great sport. Great, that sounds great. Word of advice, Adam. It has been great. Pleasure to talk to you and uh, learning from you and all the advice you have given to me personally, as well as all the listeners, that the, those listening right now. So uh, thank you for your time. Oh, thank you, Suman. It's, it's been a pleasure. You know, this is a podcast that uh, that I listen to quite regularly. You know, for you pacing me for uh, for my first marathon and, and uh, same here. You know, I learn a lot from you each week. I learn a lot from you each time we get together. But uh, I feel like we connect uh, once a week. When I uh, look and, and there's a new uh, there's a new great word from uh, from Suman and the M Runs podcast, and it's something I look forward to uh, to each and every week. So I greatly appreciate uh, greatly appreciate you uh, having me on here and, and giving me of your time. Definitely, and uh, thanks for listening to M Runs podcast. Really uh, uh, helps my cause uh, to get that word out. Uh, and if you if you are a listener out there, uh, reach out to me and tell me if you're listening. Uh, email me at uh, marathon runs marathon runs at gmail dot com. That's really a great point, Adam, uh, because I don't know who's listening. So it's always a great. Uh, I have a I have a listener out from uh, London and a lot of a lot of out of out of country, regional, national uh, listeners. So it'll be great to 
have some of your some of your input uh, how I can improve myself and uh, and thanks for being in the, on this podcast. I greatly appreciate Suman and and, and the neat story with that is uh, about this time last year I'm riding down a, a side of a mountain in Guatemala on a mission trip and I'm listening to uh, your uh, podcasts uh, with the with the chiropractor from Birmingham and I thought to myself you know that would be really neat to be on that podcast one day and and how cool to uh, fast forward a year later and I'm getting that opportunity to uh to, to share what I do, to share our profession with uh, such a great uh, such a great host and a great podcast as yours. So uh, thank you again. Uh, thanks for your time, uh, Adam. We'll, we'll keep in touch. Thanks, Suman. Good luck, and I can't wait to hear about where you're going for 100. Go get them. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Embruns Podcast. Please visit embruns.com to listen to previous podcast shows, links to our social media channels. Please follow Marathon Runs on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for recent updates, race photos, discount codes, and more.